Good evening and blessings, and welcome to another installment of the Gist for Freedom of Faith. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author, Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Rochelle Metcalf, this is his family. His grandmother is Beth Hunter. Uh, He'll be 99 at the end of this month. He lives alone on 300 acres of land, and she takes care of 25 head of cats. <laughs> he had a conversation with her, and we had talked about doing a film together, uh, but I thought it was going to be narrative, so we came back from the visit with his grandmother, and he said, I think I have our story, and he started talking about the foot wash, and I was like, what the hell is a foot wash? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, no, you, the foot wash. <laughs> we gotta do this about the foot one. And I was like, all right, Raquel, whatever. You know, go take this camera, take some pictures, and come back and we'll look at it. So he came back with, and I wish he was here because to see him would explain it immediately. He's like 6'3, he has really long arms, tall, beautiful drink of water. <laughs> he came back with his arms akimbo, with this photograph, arms akimbo, in front of six of the biggest asses I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, you said your grandmother was on this? How did we get from that to this? That started the process. Um, that's been that's the And maybe you could talk to us a little bit about uh, subject and how you got close to beautiful one camera and how that developed in terms of the story, maybe going back and forth before. Well, it really started, it really started um, because we, once we decided to do the film, uh, you know, we, the foot wash only happens once a year. So it's like, but we need to get the background. We need to figure out how this all happened. What do we do? So we went back, we uh, went in April of '09 to to shoot all of the old folks because we needed to get their stories. A lot of them are sick. One of them is passed. We shot the funeral. Um, you know, grandma's like not going to be 99, so we need to get the history. And uh, a lot of the people came to us because Raquel's uncle. <coughs> was the principal of the high school and very highly respected. And uh, so literally, the, it was quite simple to get the people to come to us. And we wanted to explain to them that when you sign this release, everybody signs um, You know, we are going to tell the story of the evolution of the football of the Benevolent Society into the Folk Watch. And so there was, that was probably the simplest thing. 
what, when that started to change was when we started to delve more into the boat wash. Mm -hmm. And the person who had the, the biggest problem with it was Aura But then, you know, she would, off camera, she would tell us all these stories about how she got in a fight, with so and so because they're trying to take the land and they don't know I she don't know I slap that bitch. <laughs> 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 it took three years to do it. We finished in January. And when we were shooting at the foot wash last year, uh at least year before, uh the young woman that you see, Sydney Brown, had come to town, and that was her first time at the foot wash. And she she had all these papers about where the land was, and, and uh, we were sitting outside of the ground, and the, we saw the state troopers going by. And I was like, what's going on? Come to find out. Aura Burke is chasing Sydney Brown around <laughs> foot wash with a stick because she was going to beat her ass. Girl, you, this is my land. This is my So there's arguments now over the land. But the most important thing, what I learned is that, listen, I will be 16 uh, in no, the end of November. What I realized is that there's a lot about my history I don't know. And that bothers me. <laughs> And I remember sitting with Raquel and saying, how do we tell this story? Can we tell this story in a way that will lift us? Mm -hmm. I was concerned about it. Because so many times we're not lifted up. But the point I think that settled with me is that we can't let anyone else tell the story. We have to tell our story. Yeah. And we have to tell them in a way that shows us the boil and the smile. Because our young people are going down there. You heard the uh, sheriff. There are upwards of 100,000 people who descend on this area like clockwork. And I'm tell when I'm telling you, you walk in like this, through it, I'm an actor, so you know I got <laughs> <laughs> When you're, I'm telling you, at night, you can't get through that place. Jam-packed with our brothers and our sisters who are down there for what you saw. And when you ask them, do they know this rich history? They don't know. So we're not passing along our history. We're not talking. We're not. Uh, we're not. Uh, we're losing our community. And so the decision was, you know what? Let's tell the story because within this story, there is the humanity. There is the history. There's the humor. How do we survive? Is that humor? And we kept. It kept. Ability to find likeness, likeness in the midst of that chaos. And the old folks really want it to survive. Raquel and I think differently. I don't think it's the Fairhope Benevolent Society don't survive either. He believes that it will. 
because we have very different religious uh, uh, tenets as well. Raquel is very religious, and I am just the opposite. And so he believes that it, in, it, he believes that faith that is keeps it together will allow it to continue. And I'm the devil's advocate in the heathen, and I say the foot wash is going to take it over. But the foot wash could be something else as well. Uh, but it has to start somewhere. We have to start talking. We have to tell our stories. In doing this, I realized that I had a conversation with my mother I would never had. My mother's mother belonged to a benevolent. So I called my mother, and I'm like, hey, Ma, you know, um, how did the service start? You know, in the church, she, I remember her saying, ooh,
Uh, there are other, uh, well, that, I think that's the Spelman Morehouse uh, moving Ron Lynn. So that, that whole, they are going to work together. And then the other thing that we realized is it's a call to action. Because we really do, I believe, need to um, start having this dialogue about why our kids are not going back to school. Um, I, I, you know, I believe that the vineyard is very educated. I, I, you know, I, this is my first trip here, but I know you guys will understand what I mean by what I'm saying is because it's important that we get back to where there was mutual concern within our community. Personally, integration was not really that great for our community because it pulled from that community those people that allowed us to have the checks and balances. And so we need to start to find a way to get back in the dialogue with our young people. And one thing that Raquel always says when we have these talkbacks, and I really wish he was here because he's brilliant. He really is brilliant. He's my writer as well. But he he always says that there you know, we know what happened in slavery. And then we seem to jump to the civil rights movement. What happened between emancipation and the civil rights movement is that we were taking care of each other. Um, benevolent societies were the purpose of insurance organizations and they came out of the churches as well. They were the first, allowed us to have our first businesses. And so what we'd like to do is, first of all, get some of our money back. <laughs> 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 but also, you know, to find a way to see the distribution of the film so that it reaches a wider audience. Yeah. And so we, you know, we're doing the film festival circuit and, um, and at the same time, you know, we're submitting to different networks and so on, and um, so we're doing that process. Um, so we, it's not on DVD, it's because we're trying to, to, to do it in a way that will allow it to um, be seen and then be seen. Absolutely. Um, we'd love to, um, would you mind some questions? I would love it. Great. So why don't I throw a hand go right back. And I can't say why you're white because everyone Y'all can have to help me out a little bit. Yeah. Thank you very much for making this documentary. I learned a lot from it personally. Um, Towards the latter part of the documentary, I became disgusted. Can you hear me? Yeah. I became disgusted by the foot wash. And um, I'm, I'm, I, there's a part of me that's just ashamed by how it just descended into what it became. Um, but I did want to know, on the flip side, was there anything good about the footwork for redeeming? I know you focus a lot on the prostitution and gambling. Is there anything good or positive happening besides the one church service on the Sunday across the street? So that's pretty much the bulk of it. That's what happened. Well, we gifted the organization of 501 because we felt we could not go in there and pull it apart without being a part of, of what could possibly They kept talking about wanting to do a community thing, 
of, you know, wanting to do maybe things for seniors and health issues. And, and so with 501c3, there are people in the benevolent society who are educated and who know how to work it if they want to work it. The, you know, Oral Burke was the school teacher there. She taught right in the benevolent society. She taught right in the benevolent society. So, you know, she could even do something with the 501 You know, but we have to find a way to get back to the benevolent. Um, I'm just curious to know uh, if there's been any discussion in regards to possibly renting space at the foot wash. You know, all that you have the money? <laughs> and I'm saying to set up a screening yes. of this film. Oh, oh that. No, yes. we haven't talked because of the, the the way it's set up, there's no way to control being able to to screen there. You'd have to do a separate you'd have to do something outside of the foot wash. It's the hardest problem, the, the biggest problem we had was the sound issue. Because we literally wanted to we we uh, vended, we took a space from Aura, we paid her for space <laughs> so that we could set up a tent, but it was just impossible to control the sound. So the screening would have to be something uh, 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 take a, in a different venue. It won't work there because of the, I mean, literally it's like little parcels of land and the music is going almost 24-7 and um, it's, that would be difficult to do. So we're trying to find ways to uh, screen it where we can control it. Any other questions? So I think the, the biggest shocker was about magic and who um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that's the trustee of the organization. Right. So, have, do you have any updates on him or sort of what the uh, I guess risks would be having him? Be you know, you, when you were laughing, you missed what he's not the trustee. Oh. It's the people in the room. They are the trustees. Right. So, when you're laughing, you kind of miss the focus of it. Um, and so, we we've been thinking about how we can fix that. Um, so hopefully we'll have an opportunity to fix it so it's not missed. But the um, magic has been really, really helpful. <laughs> He's really, he did two years at um, at uh, UAB, and um, one of the things he talked about is his grandmother and wanting to go back to college to get his law degree. Um, but he got to UAB from this really, really small town called Utah, Alabama. And he went, look, well, she got a Birmingham, and he saw this and that, and you, you know, literally when he says, I just wanted to make a little couple of dollars, he really says that all the time. But he's brilliant. He's, so if he was allowed to use that brilliance in a different focus, and you have to blame his dad, too, you know, his parents, you know, the canard. Reverend Kennard is like the, the town drunk. Oh. And but they love the way he preaches and
how, you know, there were many startling things in, 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 in the poem. Um, but the fact that the, uh, the, the law, the, the law enforcement um, people who were there monitoring the foot wash, they allowed themselves to be taped, knowing that they were allowing illegal activities to occur under their nose. I mean, can you talk a little bit about... We live in that world. That's what we live in now. Everybody wants 15 minutes. Everybody. And so, let's say, let me tell you, the foot wash will be 125 years old this year. And when we, when we filmed Sheriff Ellis, it was in uh, 2010, and the uh, state troopers had only been on the periphery up until that point. But in 07, uh, uh, Connie Johnson found her husband in the prostitution pit, pit, that's what they call him, went home, got a gun, came back and killed him. So we found out that was a second husband to kill, but anyway. <laughs> Because we have, when we were filming, <laughs> what is this we see? What is 
that we're seeing. So every morning at breakfast, we would have this dialogue, and it would be like, is it dichotomy? Is it irony? Um, it just kept every, every day. And then one morning, like maybe towards the end of the week, he walked into breakfast, and he said, I got it. And I said, what? He said, contradiction. Mm -hmm. We're contradiction. Everybody's saying one thing out of this side of the house and they're not doing another. And that's been the name of the film since the beginning, the contradiction. Because they're all living it. And and it's difficult to make the decision to not feed your family. Literally, the people that own the land can live off that money for an entire year. Some of those vending spots go for $2,500 a night. Or a water Sunday into Monday, it, it does it does not stop. 
I've never in my life seen anything like this, I'm telling you. It was incredible, and the only thing I think, I, the first year we went, I didn't feel safe, because I did see weapons about. The second year we went, you know, I walked down the main road, it was like, Lieutenant!